Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of the Best Life Moms Club and hosts of That Pregnancy Podcast. We are two moms with a bunch of kids under the age of three. Five to be exact. And we know firsthand how hard it is to be a mom. So we're talking about all the topics that no one ever talked to us about. And not only is it hard being a mom, but it can be lonely and isolating, which is another reason why we're here to help moms like you know that you're not alone. Now, it's important to know that we are not doctors or medical professionals in any way. So always talk to your doctor or healthcare provider with any questions or concerns about your health or the health of your baby. We are moms sharing our lived experience and talking about all things pregnancy and life as a mom. So let's have a chat. Hello and welcome to That Pregnancy Podcast. This week we're talking about mummy guilt and I'm happy to have Sherry Maxwell, psychotherapist and my mother, on the show shedding her wisdom on the subject. Katie is still taking some time off but things are settling well with her family since bringing Maeve home a little over a month ago. If you are enjoying this episode, please share it with a friend or tag us on social media. We are at Best Life Moms Club. Um, Sharing with your friends is one of the best ways that we can get our messages out there. So we appreciate every person who has shared our podcast with uh, friends or family. It is greatly appreciated and we hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, so this week we are talking about mommy guilt and... Mommy guilt is one of those things that every mother experiences at one point or another, and it doesn't necessarily get any easier, but it's one of those things right now that seems to be even heightened more so with this global pandemic, because people are experiencing things that they haven't experienced before, and life has changed for us all at the moment, and it's been hard on absolutely everyone, and I know Me, personally, I have totally been losing my cool with my kids, uh, more so than I did pre-pandemic, and um, then all of a sudden the mommy guilt sinks in. So mommy guilt is one of those things I think people are starting to talk about more, and I know I've seen a couple people posting uh, lately about it during the pandemic. So You know what? There's a lot that, that mothers feel guilty about. And I think it's really important to understand that, like you said, Amanda, that most mothers at some point are going to feel some of this. And I think we really need to cut ourselves some slack, particularly during this pandemic, because I always tell people that whatever's going on for them in life right now, I think about a tenfold effect is something that they have to take into consideration. So in other words, if you get frustrated sometimes because your child has done something or they're not listening to you and obeying, and um, now you might have said something before, but now it's like you, as you said, you, you start to lose your cool. So it's not to, to give it an excuse, but to understand it better and to give yourself some self-compassion because I think it's really important to have that self-compassion. And I even found, I, I told you, Amanda, that, that last week I was tired because I'd been up the night before and I was over helping you with the, the children and I was snapping and I'm a grandma 
And and I had grandma guilt, so I didn't even know grandma guilt existed, but it exists. And it reminded me of mummy guilt, which, you know, led to me saying, you know, we should really look at doing something on mummy guilt for for your podcast. Well, and the thing with mummy guilt is, yes, my kids are a little bit older. They're four and two. Um, but even when you are, when you have a newborn, you can still feel mummy guilt about things. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you, we have this expectation and, and we live in a society that there is this level of perfectionism that is not attainable. And we see it on social media. Um, that does not help because we look at people who, and compare to the social media, and social media is people putting their best foot forward. Absolutely. You don't you don't see anybody put it on social media. My kids have been driving me crazy and I just lost my cool. No. No, you have little pictures of them sitting there smiling and, and that's normal. That's what we do. We're not going to put that other stuff out there. Um, but remember that the picture that you're seeing, as you said, that's their best. So what are some of the things mothers feel most guilty about? Well, I think that there's a the few that are pretty common, I think. One of them that stands out for me is I must be available for my child at all times. So you don't let anybody else take care of them. You don't, you've got to be there if that child cries in the middle of the night, if it cries in the morning, if it needs something to eat, if it needs a diaper change, mom's got to be the one that takes care of it. And it's this, again, this perfectionism mother that's going to be able to take care of everything. And particularly when the child is young. Now, it might be a little different for those who um, are working. And then the, another form of mummy guilt comes in, and that's I'm not there for my child all the time. Somebody else is caring for my child as I work. And some some mothers can slide into that quite easily, and they're okay with it. And others really struggle with it along the way. Well, and I think with taking care of the baby, I know like when the baby's newborn and stuff, like mo- mothers seem to think that they're the only one that can do things, but your husband or partner are an important part of your parental team, right? It's not just the mom, like everything seems to get put on the mom, but the dad's involvement is also key. And then even like your your core group of support, right? And I know in the pandemic, you may not have as much support as you normally do. I know where we are in Ontario, people have little bubbles. And so if you're lucky and you have family that lives close by or really good friends that you trust, then, you know, they can kind of help support you. They can watch the baby while you have a shower or take a nap, right? And I think that's really important because mothers seem to think that they have to do everything and then because they have to do everything, they end up wearing themselves out. But it's very important for the moms to recharge their batteries so that they can be good mothers, right? Absolutely. When you're, when you're tired, like that's when things kind of fall apart. So if you can recharge those batteries, you'll, you'll actually end up feeling better about the things that you do as a mom, if that makes sense. Absolutely, it does. And, and that kind of leads into a couple of other things that people quite often think. And that one is, I can't leave my child with others because they might need me. And the reality is, it's important to leave them with others. As you, you touched on with the partner, if we don't allow the partner to help 
care for the child, then how is that partner going to bond with the child, right? If we can't go out and leave the child with the partner or someone else, how are they going to know that the rest of the world is also safe? And as you said, it's got to be a a trusted um, friend or family member who you believe and feel is safe for the child. And if we take a look at who those are around us, and sometimes we even swap out. So in other words, you might have a really good friend who you go, you know what, I need some time, you need some time, we could take each care of each other's child for a couple hours while the other one goes out and does something, you know, it can be things like that as well. So it's funny you say that because Katie, so my co host, who is uh, kind of on a little bit of a mat leave right now since she's got a three-week-old baby at home. Katie and our other friend, whose also name is Katie, live on the exact same street as each other. And they've actually talked about that, whereas they were talking the one day about not, not being able to go out with their spouses as much. And then that's when they were like, well, we should just swap. Like you put your kids to bed and then you can go out for a couple hours and then, you know, the next week or whatever, in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. swap out. I'm not sure if they ever did that or not, but that was actually discussed at one point. Yeah. And sometimes it's just nice to have some time alone with your partner and not even going out or finances might be tight. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you can even just send the kids down to the, to the um, friend's house to play if they're close at hand. Right. Or play. You're not, I was going to say you're not going to be playing if they're a six months old, but, you know, take them down when they're due for their nap so that you guys can just have some quiet time. And again, I think it's really important that the partner be included in a lot of different areas. And sometimes moms just feel like they have to be the person and, and nobody else can get involved and nobody else can, you know, do different things with the child and care for them. But it's important to let that go, too. Well, the thing is, like, the dad or your partner is is super important when it's come to, when it comes to making decisions. Like, it's not all on you. And I know one of our podcasts, we talked about things that you should discuss with your partner before the baby arrives. And, you know, you always need to keep the communication open with your partner because you need to decide you know, how you're raising the child and things you want the children to do. And you need to kind of make sure that you're on the same page because it's easier to raise a child together when you're, when you both are on the same track than to both have different ideas as to what you think should happen. Mm -hmm, For sure. I think this one you, you already touched on a little bit. You said um, that we have this impression that everything else comes or the child comes before everything else and I think it's really important to realize that yeah you do need to at times take that time for you Um, yep the your main focus is caring for that child but you also have to care for you and you have to care for you and your partner as a couple because a lot of people think you know what the children come first and um, when the kids are all growing up, then my partner and I will have time together. But you know what? If you do not take those times now, then it's it's going to be really difficult once the kids are gone because you won't still have that connection with your partner. You won't have those things in common. And it's just really healthy to stay that con- keep that connection. So sometimes the um, the couple needs to come before the child and parents will feel very guilty about that. 
you know, they'll go. I remember having a couple in my practice and that I was meeting with and the suggestion was that they actually have a date night, that they get out on their own because they just were spending all their time with their, their children. And when they came back, I said, okay, so did you, did you get out? Did you have a nice time? And they said, oh yeah, we did. And then I found out they took the kids with them and they took the kids with them because they felt guilty when they got ready to go. And the kids were like, well, why aren't we going too?" Again, these were older children and not, not the baby, but I think you get the idea. It applies to, you know, taking a baby along too, because you might think, well, that's okay because the baby will be napping or, you know, she'll, they'll just be sleeping in, in their, their carrier or something like that. But you still, you're still on. You still have to give that attention to that child. And sometimes you need just the attention between the two of you. Yeah, it's completely different because you're right. Like if the kid wakes up or needs to be fed, like even if it's a newborn, it's different when you actually leave the child with someone. But you're right. By taking care of you and your partner as a couple, you're actually taking care of your kid. Because mommy and daddy or whoever your partner is, you know, you'll be stronger and better together. And then it doesn't allow you to kind of lose each other if that makes sense and then which you know later on down the line lead to you you know separating or divorcing so I think you're right by taking like even choosing one night a month and going out on a date and you know maybe it's the third Friday of every month but making yourself do that will actually pay off and will be better off for your family because you guys will be stronger same goes for, you know, taking care of yourself. You know, I always, pre-pandemic, would uh, go out with um, my girlfriends like once or twice a month. Like We would just catch up for dinner. Sometimes you would have to come over and watch my children because Keith wouldn't be home. Um, but, you know, that was always really beneficial because it just kind of allowed me to like blow off some steam and recharge my batteries. Now, with the pandemic, obviously that's not happening. And I'm actually, I was thinking about it the other day that it's actually hard to not be able to just kind of leave the house and forget about things and blow off that steam. And the other night, my friends and I, we did like a Zoom Zoom date. And uh, it just, it's not the same. We were all saying like, it was really good to catch up and stuff, but like, you know, actually leaving the house you know, just kind of lets you recharge your batteries and blow off the steam that you need to. So just to go back to, I think we touched on this at the very beginning of the podcast, is that this this feeling that I can't raise my voice um, at, towards my children. And I think that we have to accept that there are going to be times that we kind of lose it. Uh, for most people, I guess there are some people who are very, you know, have control of their emotions and are able to get through the difficult days and not get upset. But just remember, if you do, it's okay. It does not mean you're a bad parent. It might mean you're exhausted. It might be a bit of a clue that you need a break. You need some time away. You need some help or support. It could be a lot of different things, but it does not mean you're a bad parent. And I think that it's about if you are feeling that way. And sometimes we do. We just need to walk out of the room and take a deep breath. And that's all okay. And I think it's really important to remember that. Well, and so if you have a new baby and you're starting to feel um, angry inside, 
um, what they always recommend is putting the baby in a safe place. And so like putting the baby in the crib or a bassinet and then just leaving the room. Like I, I remember doing that with my kids. Like I just got really upset. And so I put them in their cribs and then I just like went downstairs for five minutes and they're fine. And I could see them in the monitor and they might have cried and whatnot. But like, you know, it's better that your kid is in a safe spot so that you can calm yourself down. Absolutely. Now, when your kids are a little bit older, like my kids are now, like, yeah, I've yelled at my kids, totally, totally lost my cool with them, uh, especially now with the pandemic, as I had mentioned earlier. Um, do I lose my cool all the time? No, I don't. Um, sometimes if they do something that's really dangerous, I definitely freak out more. Um, but they also need to know that what they did is dangerous. And I also find that sometimes when I freak out over nothing, like I have lately, um, after the fact, I either apologize to the kids or like I tell them why I got upset. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Like I explain myself to them so they know why. Definitely. If they do something that's dangerous and I freak out, like I definitely tell them why they can't do that. Well, and I like the part with um, you go in and apologize because there's times, and you, as you said, when they get a bit older, obviously them know that they are very loved um, but it's important to go in and say look at I made a mistake and I'm sorry and apologize and some people go you apologize to like a three-year-old or a five-year-old yeah they understand I'm sorry and they understand that and I think what that models is number one everybody makes mistakes and it's okay and number two if you make a mistake you go back in and you try to rectify it as best you can and the whole piece about um, you know putting the child in the crib and that's just wisdom so much smarter to just walk away. I remember I remember going to the bathroom and just locking myself in the bathroom or and just, you know, nope, I just have to go away and and take a few deep breaths and calm yourself down and breathing that deep breathing and just coming into the moment and saying, you know what, it's going to be OK. Just kind of do some some of your own self soothing. And, you know, it's funny because as we keep saying that um, this is common, that parents are at least some point going to feel some guilt, some very, very heavily. And if you do, obviously seek some support or some help to try to sort that out because you don't have to carry this guilt. Um, I remember a young mom that I was dealing with and she said, you know, and her kids were a little bit older at this point, but she said, you know, it's like my my son popped out and handed me a guilt pill and I popped it in my mouth. And she said she struggled so much with the guilt. And so she fought against that to, to realize that she really, and she was a lovely lady and a great mom, but she couldn't see it. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast, Mom. I think that you really shared some good wisdom on mommy guilt, and I hope that our moms who are listening realize that mommy guilt happens to all of us, but that mommy guilt does not make you a bad mom. In fact, it makes you a normal mom and a good mom. Thank you for listening to this episode of That Pregnancy Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for an upcoming show, we would love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Life Moms Club. Until next time.